Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I'm so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. You can think of it as a therapy session with your best friend. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Lean into the topic that God's bringing up today on His faithfulness. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Today's guest is singer-songwriter Rachel Lampa. Rachel's been enjoying music industry success since her teen years, yet ask her what her richest accomplishments are, and you'll hear a lot more about the relationships that have formed for her on the road, the fans that have become dear friends, the beauty that has bridged impossible gaps in ministry, to the marginalized and the miracle of her own growing family and sense of home. Even while her own story continues to unfold, Rachel's driving passion is to elevate the stories of those around her, using the vehicle of soul-filled music to help her access heart in a way nothing else could. Today we're discussing the project that Rachel was a part of called Faithful. Faithful is an organic continuation of Rachel's journey connecting the souls of modern women with the heroines of the Bible who birthed their spiritual heritage and proved time and again a God completely devoted. Now, Rachel and I set out to talk about God's faithfulness, but along the way, we had fun. So I know you're going to love Rachel. Let me go ahead and introduce you to her right now. Well, hello, Rachel, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm Super excited to have you, but you know, I'd love that not only are both of our names Rachel, we both spell it correctly. <laughs> Did you ever uh-huh. get any like feedback or slack for misspelling your name growing up? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, it's just amazing because it, it really is still f- like pretty much phonetic, like, but the, the, the different variations are pretty, pretty awesome. I do have a lot of friends that just ended up like calling me like Rocky and like, like just, just all the, like Ray Ray and stuff. <laughs> They're like, I'm over it. I want to, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been called Raquel and yeah. Rochelle and all Rochelle. kinds of things. Yeah. Barely yeah. anybody sp- spells my name correctly. And when they do, I'm always super impressed. So, know. you know, for anybody listening, if you ever send me a note and you actually spell my name right, I will remember you. I'll be like, wow. Yes. yes. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Ray kind of, kind of opened the doors for us True. a little bit. True. Oh, thanks, Rachel. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, all right. Enough meandering around, which that's kind of a fun fact. But so one thing I like to ask my guests is I read your beautiful professional bio at the beginning of the show. What is something random that we might not have read on, on your professional bio? Oh gosh, so much. Um, (laughs) um, gosh. Okay. Something random. I'm five foot, nothing. (laughs) And, um, I'm, I'm a basketball player. (laughs) Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess that's a good one. I don't know. I, I my life, I have a four-year-old kid. So now I'm just kind of like 
whatever he does, you know, is what I do these days. But um, that's one of my little random facts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of have that in common. I'm five, four, which, you know, it's not too bad, but uh, we have three kids and they've all like skyrocketed right on by me. So I'm the shorty of our family. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, yeah, it's weird when like, just even like the six year olds are like creeping up. You're like, I don't know about about you being taller than me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's scary. so weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I do this on this show is because I, on this show, I tend to kind of go deep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love to go deep, but before I do, I just like the listeners to hear, Hey, you're a real life person. Like, you know, yes. <laughs> we I'm have our, real. we have our weird quirks and we have our little things that we're still human, but we can also go deep and, and talk about the faithfulness of the Lord. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into a project that you got to work on. Um, but first, I want to talk a little about you. So you've been in the music industry since your teen years, right? Yes. How did uh-huh. you get into the music industry? Tell us a little about that. Yeah. So back in the day when, you know, it was like pretty straightforward, no no social media. Back in the day, meaning two, about 2000 is when I put out, put out my first album. When I was 14. Uh, you know, it was just like you get signed to a record deal and you go in, in tour and make your albums, you know, and it, it, that's basically what happened. I was I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and kind of in, in that area, there's just there's a festival that goes on. It was Christian music festival. And I didn't grow up on Christian music. So I was like, OK, I'll sing at that thing. And it's a Christian music thing. So I'll sing. I sang the uh, soundtrack to the preacher's wife. <laughs> I was like, does this work? Um, that's an old movie for all you youngins. Um, and, uh, and so I, yeah, basically kind of through that, that festival, um, basically got a record deal from that and kind of just did the whole whirlwind of like touring and album and all that for all of my teen years, pretty much from 14 to 22, uh, it was pretty much straight that, yeah. <laughs> um, and then from there in the, in my twenties, I kind of did some background singing and touring and, um, put out some independent projects and stuff. Um, and then fast forward till now I've got a four-year-old, um, took a few years off to do that and kind of just now creeping back in the new version of doing music and all of that, uh, with, with this faithful project. So, yeah. 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 So you mentioned you didn't grow up with Christian music, you said. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. So when did you get saved? Um, I was, I, I guess I, I, my, the, the big moment I was, I was actually 14. It was actually like the year, um, that I got my, my record deal, which I, I, I don't know how much of a coincidence that that was. I mean, obviously God is like, he knows, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, but I grew up in a, in a really beautiful Catholic family. Um, and we, we knew God from early, early age. And we, we prayed as a family we, talked about Jesus. It was like this really beautiful Jesus filled Catholic family. Um, and, um, and when I was 14, I, um, I, I guess I kind of grabbed hold of the idea of really being, um, being a a child of God, you know, and, and and living that way. And then later that year, God gave me a a record deal. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so I asked for it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how has, I mean, that's, I have a 14 year old myself and she'll be 15 this year. And I think about her (laughs) and I think about, wow, that is a young age to go into that, you know, that lifestyle and what a, 
honored that God would entrust that to you. Um, how did that shape? I mean, I would love to kind of hear how that shaped you as a person and the things that you learned about God's faithfulness in those years. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think about Jack's my little four-year-old too. And I'm just like, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, I think, you know, even remembering back to that, I, I think I remember my mom just, I mean, she was there every second of it. And I just remember like knowing that, that there was just this like open handedness about it, that we were just like keeping our hands open to whatever God was kind of leading us into. And if it, and I, and I know, and I believe that God speaks through fun too sometimes. And, and I was like, if this ever doesn't feel fun. And I remember my mom saying this, this doesn't feel fun. If this doesn't feel when I'm 14, you know, my language is like, I'm just getting to know, you know, what it means to, to follow Jesus and, um, and just trying to understand that for myself. And so, um, I just was always encouraged to like really pay attention to that and pay attention to him and the Holy spirit. And just, um, and I think with my 14 year old heart and 14 year old mind, it was, um, I, I was very protected from it feeling too much like business and all of that. So to me, it was traveling the world, hanging out with, with other Christians, other, other kids, you know, that were like kind of trying to figure it out too. And we're all just like, kind of fumbling through our teen years together, but just being, um, open to God. And I definitely think he, he knew, like he obviously knew me, um, but he knew that like through travel and through music, um, I would get to know him in a way that, that I might not have been as receptive to, um, in, in my neighborhood, in my, uh, where I, where I grew up in the school that I grew up and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of, kind of believe like that he, that he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to show you the world. I'm going to show you beautiful people that, that are going to pour into your life for the rest of your life. Um, so I'm really grateful for that time. I love what you said about that. God speaks through fun. I, I want to <laughs> hang out on that for a second. Cause I believe that too. And I'm a weird combination of, I like to have fun and I also go deep, which I think is a odd conversation. I mean, I know some people are like that, but I feel like going deep can be fun, you know, like, and so yeah. anyway, even how, yeah. like I said in the beginning, I was like, let's do some fun facts and then, oh, let's go really deep, you know, so yeah, yeah, I kind totally. of do that. But I love that you brought that up because I think sometimes we can take um, this life, our faith, so many things so seriously, and we can kind of miss God in some of the fun things. So how, yes. I mean, you, you mentioned that, but is there anything deeper you'd like to share if somebody's listening going, huh, how can I find God in the fun? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's actually so interesting because one of my friends, Annie Downs, Annie F. Downs, uh, you know, she has a podcast called That Sounds Fun. So if you're looking for any tips on that, yeah, <laughs> that's where you go. I love but her. I, I think, um, but she actually just spoke at our church the other day and she was reminding us that Jesus was fun and she was, she was reminding us certain ways that he was. And she's like, how many times in the Bible is Jesus at a dinner party? <laughs> you know? And like, how many times do people just love to have him over for dinner? And so I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like he must've been just like this great hang like you, you think about like, even like the last supper and like, I can't remember which, which disciple or, or yeah, was, was like leaning on him. Like there was like, there's a story where, and I'm yeah. just like, that's so awesome. Like he just was lounging around hanging out with his people. And, and so I, you know, I, I love that. I, I love that. Um, 
you know, he speaks to us uh, like through that, that, that like our, our instincts and our desires and our passions, like are so pulled towards fun and towards laughter and feeling, you know, joy. And I'm just like, if that's, if that's what's innate to us, then that's God speaking because he's, that's where he is, <laughs> you know, that's where he lives. And he, and so I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also like, so you said you're an Enneagram nine. I'm a, I'm a two, but people mistake me as, for a seven. So, you know, who knows? I don't know. But then my husband's a four, so I have to go deep. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, yeah, there's just, I think it all works together. I, I think I agree. Like I love going deep because I think that's also fun. Yeah. God's, God's in all of it. He yeah. wants us to have life to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an Enneagram nine, but then on the disc, I'm, I'm an I and an S. And so like okay. the, the I is the party, you know, want to have fun person or whatever. Right. And so, yes. yeah, I yes. love that. I love too, how God will bring in, it's like, for example, with my husband and I, my husband's an eight, which is a challenger yeah. <laughs> and he's a D on um, which that, you know, is like the get, get stuff done kind of guy. And so I kind of, to our marriage, I'm like the woo life of the party, yes. you know, let's have fun. And he's like, Oh, let's set a budget, you know? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, but we balance each other out. So I, right. I love yeah. how <laughs> he, totally. always, he always brings together good pairing. So Today's episode is brought to you by JoyMail, the monthly newsletter I release that's full of resources that deliver a little joy and practical action steps into your inbox and life. To sign up, simply head to rachelgilbert.com, click the Start Here tab, and sign up for the newsletter right there. Okay, well, I'm having fun talking to you today, but we haven't even gotten into what we, we set out to talk about, which is the Faithful Project. Um, yeah. I would love to know how you got involved in that. And then, I mean, yeah, anything anything fun along the way that you learned in that project? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so I, before having my four-year-old, I had taken like a few years off. Um, I had been traveling a lot and touring a lot. And then I took even more time off uh, when he was young. And so I was talking to um, one of the people that kind of put this, dreamed up this project in the first place um, was asking me, you know, do you want to do music again? And I had just been spending basically my last, gosh, 10 years working with women in prisons and, and in jails and being just so inspired, so reminded of God's faithfulness through them and through their stories. And so I always told myself, like, if I get back into music, I'm, it's going to be, I'm going to be writing about them. I'm going to be writing for them and to them and about them. But I just kind of didn't know what the steps were. I was just kind of waiting on God's voice for that. And then, you know, my friend Andrew Osenga was like, okay, there's this project. You literally get to go to a beautiful place in Nashville, eat a lot of snacks, which is big for me, and write with women who I've been inspired by, you know, for my whole life, some of them. Uh, and we're going to talk about the women in the Bible and we're going to write about them. And um, I was like, that sounds like the safest place I could ever be. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect way to, um, you know, to dip my feet back in the water. And so, yeah, I was asked kind of last minute to join this, this group of women at a little writing retreat. And, um, yeah, we just sat around in a circle and wrote and wrote and wrote and read about women and hung out and, um, and just kind of, I mean, my mind was just blown about, you know, just all the, the stories about how God partnered with women throughout 
the whole Bible and, and how almost every time he did partner with a woman, something really big happened. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. And, and it reminded me, it reminds me a lot of the girls that I work with in jail. So it, it was a really special project for me. Yeah. I'm with you on the snacks. In fact, I have a snack bag right behind me. My, oh, my kids and my husband laugh at me because I'm like, they're like, mom doesn't go anywhere without a snack bag. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Thing, oh, so. yes. It is essential. Yeah. It's for the kids, right? It's for oh, the kids. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, um, these are mommy snacks, kids. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, I love this project so much. So David C. Cook was one of the three um, who helped put this together, correct? Yes. They uh-huh. are actually my, um, my publishing house. I just signed a book uh, contract with them. And so- yeah. I'll be releasing my first book with them. So I have the copy right in front of me. It's one of the most beautiful projects the book is. And then I know the music album that goes with it. Um, Both of them are like just so beautiful. I love, I mean, the whole, the whole project is just beautiful. I've been following along on Instagram, all the pictures of like all of you who've come together to collaborate. And it's been such a beautiful process to watch that. So One thing I would love to hear more, though, from you, you touched on your heart for some of these songs came from your work with prison ministry. Do you or do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was so interesting with with the two songs that I'm more involved in um, on the album, Rahab's Lullaby and Call Upon Him. So I wrote Call Upon Him with Sandra McCracken and Trillia Newbill. And that was that was about a slave girl. And, um, one of the, the biggest things that, uh, we find, um, in jail is that a lot of these girls have been used in that way and have been, uh, put in positions where they are, they are making money for someone. And then the same with Rahab's lullaby, um, you know, I'm seeing all these similarities of women who have been objectified and, um, and used and been freed from that just from Jesus's name, just from like literally saying, Hey, Jesus, (laughs) come here, God, come here, be part of this, you know? And and so, so with the song that I wrote, um, call upon him about the slave girl in the Bible, when Paul and Silas are being followed by a girl who basically is known for her prophecy and her, um, her fortune telling, uh, back in that day, that was very, valuable, um, to her owners. And, but she, uh, so she, you know, saw Paul and Silas and she started to speak like, these guys are with Jesus. These guys are, you know, they serve the most high and she was speaking truth, you know, but, but Paul knew that she was being held by something and, and called on, on God's name and said, no more of this, no more of this. And it actually says that he was annoyed. (laughs) He was annoyed by her. And I was just like, that's hilarious. Like, and it's very important because I think we forget that like God knows us like that, you know? And he knows like when we get annoyed, like he's listening, you know? And, and he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll use your, your annoyance, but I'm going to do, I'm going to make it God-sized. I'm going to answer you in a God-sized way. And not only am I going to free her, but you're also going to get thrown in jail after this, but you're also going to sing hymns and praises in jail. And then actually I'm going to send an earthquake and I'm going to free everyone. (laughs) So, you know, it's like this, it's just this ripple effect when someone gets free. And I think to, you know, to, to bring that back to the, the girls that I work with, like there's so much freedom that is found in jail. There's so much outside noise that gets muted and, it's so much easier to teach about God's freedom when there's nothing left to lose. 
And so to see, to see that really happen, truly happen in front of your eyes, someone who the odds are highly, highly against, um, say it, which is similar to Rahab in the Bible, the odds are against her, uh, the way that she's grown up, the way that she's been treated, um, through her life, you would never think that there would be room in her heart, you know, and in her head, uh, for God to heal. And, uh, and he does, and they, you know, he, he, his faithfulness, you know, is ever present and, um, and it, it just infiltrates these stories. And so it's just been amazing. Rachel, I love how as a songwriter and singer, I think you know this, but I want you to hear it from me. Like, it, what an impact you have on people. Cause like, even just on my, my drive here to the office today, I, my day did not start out the best. <laughs> we, oh. we won't go into that, but my dog had thrown up three different locations in my house and I was like already running late, you know, and no. I'm like, oh my no. gosh. And so I'm like trying to clean it up and doing That's the best so I can sorry. and, you know, everything and like trying to get here. So that said, though, I, I'm in the car and I'm like feeling this frustration. I'm like, you know, like kind of just like venting. And I felt the Lord was like, just put worship music on. I like, just put music on and I put it on. And it is always amazing to me. I, I hope I never cease to be amazed by how music shifts the atmosphere, you know, yeah, especially really like when it's anointed and in his pre- like, it's just like, whoop. OK. And so I just started worshiping and my whole, everything about me shifted. And otherwise I wouldn't be able to sit here and have a, you know, a good conversation with you right now. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, uh, I'd be, you know, Debbie Downer over here. About everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think about that and I think about, you know, just like the, what you have done here. So what would you say when you think about even just one of these songs, the songs that you just mentioned, what would, if you were playing in my car with me in that moment, what would you have hoped and prayed that would be released over the listener of that song? Oh my gosh. I just, I have a million ways, but I, I think call upon him. It, we wrote that for that reason of like, just to say, call upon him, call upon him. There's power in his name. There, there's literal power. Like you don't have to have fancy words. You don't have to even ask for anything. Like you don't, you just say his name and it washes over, it washes over. Um, and that's what we wanted when we wrote those, those lyrics. Cause we were just like, we were thinking about so many things. We were thinking about daughters. We were thinking about young girls, you know, laying in bed at night with the weight of the world on their shoulders and just whatever their weight of their world is. And just like asking Jesus to just, just saying Jesus, just like asking him to like wash over. And like, that is so, and it's so powerful to just hear that, you know, you were, you were able to get in the car and just say the name of Jesus and it it washed over you. And it's like, cause we're moms, like the stuff that goes through our head in a, in a day is like, you would think it's, it would be clinical, like, (laughs) because of all the things that we're, we're thinking about and trying to coordinate and all that. And so when there's, when there's something powerful enough to just, to just breathe into it, it doesn't cancel any of it. It doesn't, it doesn't delete. It doesn't like even minimize it. It just says, I'm in all of this. Like I am washing over all of this. Mm. All of this is dripping in God. That's that song and that that message is kind of exactly what we hoped for. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I did that exact thing. I'm like, Jesus, come, <laughs> you know, like it, that's, sometimes that's all I can muster it's up, so and it's good. like, yeah, 
Oh, it's so good. So tell a little bit more. You you briefly talked about that in this project, you got to get together with lots of other women. Tell us a little bit about that because, you know, that's something else I loved to watch. Like I said, when I would see the pictures coming through on Instagram and stuff, I love that because you don't always see that in our world. Women collaborating together, you know, and actually working well together. Let's hear about that. Totally. So it was actually a big piece that I feel like was missing when I was young. Um, there was not, I didn't have a lot of that. Um, and it was sort of part of the reason why I wasn't, wasn't, I had to take such a big break. I, I just felt overwhelmed and defeated. And I was missing this piece of like women camaraderie, like partnership and just respect. Like it it wasn't popular, you know, um, back when I was really doing this a lot. And so when he mentioned that it would be women that, um, I mean, even with the live stream that we, that we recorded is like all female band, all female writers, all female singers, just to be able to like see and hear each other and really listen and have no rush and have no agenda, have make space for God to move for, for new ideas for, I think that that's a, that's an innate thing that women have, you know, speaking of being moms and speaking of just being, just having the capacity for a million different things to be going on in our heads, but also to like make room for it and not try to push anything out and just to like say like, Oh, what about, you know, cause in one of the songs, Rahab's lullaby, um, there's like, it's basically about Rahab. It's like a lullaby to Rahab's son. Um, and I, I don't know if that song could be written with a dude, (laughs) you know, I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, there, there are beautiful, beautiful writers out there, male writers out there, but I just think there's something really special about like being able to write a lullaby with women and with, uh, people that are just kind of thinking in that realm of space that, that God has, you know, given us. Yeah. Yeah. So did you walk out of the project with deeper friendships with some other, these ladies that you did this with? Yes. Yes. There were, there were a few. So I, I've known Sandra McCracken for a long time. Um, I got to write with Amy Grant who I've known for a long time. And then there were two or not two, but like a lot of new, a lot of girls that I hadn't met before, but there were two that I wrote with, um, that I just, Oh, like Jess Ray and Trillian Newbill, just really just like deep souls and deep wells of like inspiration and gifting and, so yeah, like bigger connections, such, I mean, so inspired. I was like ready to like make an entire album after that. And so, yeah, just, yeah, a wealth of like character and just like richness. Um, yeah, I love that. You know, I'm seeing more and more of that in my industry as well as a podcaster and I'm actually a counselor yeah. as well. And um, oh, awesome. even just last night, I got together with a group of a bunch of other counselors and it was just awesome to see this collaboration that's starting to happen, you know, amongst women, like instead of competition, collaborating. And I just, I love it. And I love to see this in a project and everything. So you mentioned um, the live stream. Can you tell us a little bit more about when that airs and then how people can access that? Yeah. So this airs on May 1st, which is the same day that the, uh, the album comes out and it's the coolest all female band you've ever seen and ever heard. And then, um, and then every single artist, I think Kelly Minter wasn't able to make it, but, um, other than that, every single artist was able to, um, to make it. And we just sing our songs together. We tell the stories behind the songs. We tell, um, 
we, we talk about what person in the Bible the song was written for, and then just kind of little stories from that. Um, I basically cried like all day long <laughs> listening to these stories and these songs. So they'll get you. Um, but it is, it's so inspiring just to hear how similar we are to the women of the Bible and, um, and how similar their stories are to our stories now. And it's really, it's such a good time. It's, um, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. And where can they access the album? Um, gosh, I think on all of our social media, um, I know that for, uh, at least on mine and then the faithful project at the faithful project, um, on Instagram, but I'm sure, yeah, all the ways, all yeah. the ways. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere, everywhere you can get those kinds of things. Same with the book as well. Um, I know that'll all be available on May 1st. Okay. So what about you personally, Rachel, if they wanted to connect with you, where's the best way to find you yeah. online? Yeah. So my, my, favorite place is Instagram. As far as that goes, I I'm most active on there. Um, and then yeah, Facebook website, all that kind of stuff. So, and on Instagram, are you just your name on there? Yep. At Rachel Lampa spelled the right way. Um, (laughs) yep. I'm on there. You'll see lots of, lots of videos and pictures of my kid. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And of course those links will be in today's show notes as always. Well, Rachel, thank you again for taking time to come on the show. It was so fun getting to know you and I'm excited to introduce you to our listeners. Thank you so much. It's, um, I hope that all the, all the dog stuff is okay (laughs) and that you don't have to rip up all your carpet and, um, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. (laughs) It's time for let's get real practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. In today's episode, we discussed how God is both faithful and fun. And in our short time here in this segment, I really felt led today to highlight the character of God that is fun. God loves to see you and I, his children, play and enjoy life. But many of us, we live lifestyles that just kind of suck the fun right out of everything. So today's action steps are very simple and I would say fun. First off, think about what is fun to you, all right? Do you have a hobby? Do you enjoy maybe listening to comedians? Or maybe it's you love to dive into a new book. I don't know. We're all different. God created us all uniquely, but what's fun to you? And whatever comes to mind, make time to do that this week. And even better than that, ask God to show you how to make any situation fun. Well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. Hey, if you came up with a fun way to enjoy life, would you leave a review and tell us about it? I would love to hear those. I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.